The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When a woman starts to find that her water bottle at work has a weird smell, she sets up a hidden camera to catch the culprit. Little did she realize... The truth is more disgusting than any fiction. And then we take a look at the stories of two different families that both have an intruder hiding in their house. But these intruders aren't flesh and blood. These intruders come from another reality. Today on Dead Rabbit Radio. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Dead Rabbit Radio. I'm your host, Jason Carpenter. I'm having a great day. I hope you guys are having a great day too. I hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing. We got a lot of stuff to cover, so let's go ahead and get started right away. First off, walking into Dead Rabbit Command, let's give it up for one of our legacy Patreon supporters. Everyone on your feet for Mikey Rademacher. Woohoo, yeah, come on in, skateboard on into Dead Rabbit Command, you radical dude. Mikey Rademacher. You're going to be our captain, our pilot this episode. If you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. I do. Just help spread the word about the show. That helps out so much. And to you Patreon supporters out there, this might come as a bit of a newsflash. There's a Patreon email. that I've been emailing you guys, a lot of you guys, Mikey for one. I emailed him asking him if he ever wanted a supporter sticker to send me his address, and he's never gotten back to me. A lot of people have said, I didn't even know I had a Patreon mail being sent to me. So yeah, so check your Patreon account. You haven't got a sticker. I'm sending out a new batch this week. I was supposed to send it out last week, but I didn't buy stamps on time. So if you're waiting, you're waiting for your sticker, it is on its way. Some of them get sent back to me too, especially the ones that go to other countries. Sometimes they're like, "No, you can't have this sticker." I think it's more like I wrote the address down. I don't think there's a government conspiracy to stop me, or is there? I do get harassed by YouTube more than most paranormal podcasts, so maybe there is a conspiracy. Who knows? It would make a lot of sense. Mikey, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the Dead Rabbit Dune Buggy. We're going to leave behind Dead Rabbit Command. Let's head all the way out to Houston, Texas. Bing, 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 bing. It's August 2022. We're in sunny, sunny Houston, Texas. Mikey, go ahead and stop the dead rabbit dune buggy in front of this doctor's office. They didn't give us the name of this doctor's office because no one would want to be associated with this story ever. Recently, I did a story about... (laughs) Jason, please don't don't bring it up. I had a hard enough time forgetting about it. It was just two weeks ago. I did a story recently about a woman in Britain who said that her dog diarrhea in her open mouth while she was quote-unquote sleeping and she posted photos of her mouth covered in dog diarrhea and she like has all these pictures and she used her real name and she tells the story and i said there's something creepy about that there <laughs> if this happened to me no one would ever know no one would ever know maybe that's the way they do things across the pond but in america 
when something disgusting happens to you, you don't tell anybody other than the authorities, which is what happens in this story. But we don't know the name of the victim or victims, maybe. We don't know the name of the doctor's office. We just know that this happened in Houston, Texas. There's a woman. She works here at this doctor's office. We're going to go ahead and call her Susan. If that's your real name, it's 100% a guess. It's 100% just a guess. It's not even a guess. It's just me coming up with a name to tell this narrative. Susan, one day she goes and she gets a water bottle out of the water dispenser. I, I don't know what that is. I don't know what they, they kept using that terminology, the water dispenser. I don't know if that's like a vending machine full of bottles of water or what. But anyways, or or like one of those big Alhambra jugs that you fill the water up. She, apparently, the story starts off as she was trying to drink water at work and it tasted funny. So she poured out the water and threw away the bottle and she said, I'm going to start bringing my own bottle to work because that was just weird. It didn't taste good. So she starts bringing her own bottle of water to work, but she would fill it up with the water at work and she would drink it during the day. She would also leave the water bottle there. Whether or not she finished her water, she just, I'm just going to leave my own water bottle here. I don't need to be taking it back and forth. So in August, she noticed the water at the place, at at this unnamed doctor's office. Tasted a little funny. By September, late September, her bottle of water that she keeps on her desk starts to smell a little funky. Ugh. But she keeps drinking water out of it. She keeps drinking water out of it. I am not a clean person by and large. I'm not someone who's obsessed with cleanliness. Some people might say I'm actually obsessed with sloppiness. I'm not one. There, There is a middle ground there called being a normal human. I'm not there. But, you know, whatever. Like, I wash my dishes before I eat off of them. I don't drink water out of funky smelling water bottles. But she continued to. I would have tossed it. She continued to. And then one day, her coworker comes to her and says, Hey, um, you want some coffee? I'm going to go get some coffee. You want some coffee? And she goes, Yeah, yeah. Can you use my water bottle? Just pour the coffee in my water bottle and drink it out of that. And the coworker goes, Sure. And she grabs the water bottle off of Susan's desk, starts walking away, and then she turns around and she's like, Susan, what in the world is wrong with your water bottle? This is disgusting. Susan's like, what are you talking about? And the co-worker had opened up the water bottle and looked inside, and she was just got an immediate whiff of a super strong scent. And the co-worker and Susan are looking in the water bottle. The water is yellow. And it smells, it's the unmistakable smell of urine. So the co-worker's probably like, Susan, I know that you're very busy and you don't like taking breaks. You like getting the work done, but you're not peeing in your bottle, are you? Susan's like, no, 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 I'm not peeing in my bottle. But that can't be pee. That can't be pee. That's impossible. Now, luckily, they work at a doctor's office where they have all of these testing supplies and stuff. So Susan and the co-worker go to the doctor and they say, Hey, can you run a urinalysis? This is 100% true. This is 100% true. Can you run a urinalysis on my water bottle? And the doctor's like, what in the world are you talking about, Susan? Have you been taking your breaks? They run a urinalysis on the water bottle, and it 100% is human urine. But who's, who's doing it? Who's peeing in the bottle? And the Workers at this doctor's office start to talk. It turns out that 11 other co-workers had been mentioning 
weird smells in the water, whether it be the water that they're getting from the doctor's office or from water bottles they brought in, they're smelling weird smells as well with their water. But who could be doing this? This has to be... So this this can't be happening. This can't be happening. She's been drinking out of this water bottle for months. And the water was weird to begin with. This can't be happening. She buys a hidden camera, a little hidden video camera, and she puts it on her desk. September 30th, 2022. She gets a notification that the camera starts recording, so it's like a motion sensor. She's not there. She gets a notification the camera is detecting motion at her desk. She reviews the video footage. What she sees is Lucio Catarino Diaz. He's 50 years old. We have, we have his name and his age, because now it's a legal issue. Lucio Catarino Diaz, he's a 50-year-old man. He's the janitor at this unnamed doctor's office. And on video, you see him walk up to her desk, take the lid off of the water bottle, and you go, okay, Jason, so he pee, he's, peeing in the, he's peeing in the water. So what? I do that all the time. I do that all the time. This is not even the grossest part. I mean, <laughs> drinking janitor urine is quite, quite disgusting. But that's not even the worst part of the story. That's not even the worst part. <laughs> that, that probably wouldn't have got me to talk about it on the podcast. It gets a hundred times worse. The video shows Lucio opening up the water bottle, and he doesn't pee in it this time. You figure he's the one peeing in it, because he definitely opens up the water bottle. What he, what he does is he begins to rub his genitals all around the inside of the water bottle. Then he puts the lid back on, walks away. Now, if you had to choose, <laughs> if you were locked in a room and you had to choose between drinking a janitor's urine or drinking, <laughs> drinking water from the freshest spring in North America, but it was <laughs> it was out of a bottle where a man rubbed his genitals on all of them, not just the tip. Right, this guy got in there. Which one? I, I will not continue the podcast. I will remain in silence until you email me your answer. Which one would you choose? One that is a human urine or one that is regular drinking water, but it has the guy was rubbing. <laughs> Throwing his junk up and inside of it. Like, I'll let you choose. I'm not going to choose. I'm not going to choose, but I'll let you choose. They're both disgusting. <laughs> They're both absolutely disgusting. But she has on video this guy rubbing his junk. He doesn't urinate in it this time, but he's rubbing his junk all up in her water bottle. She takes the video and two bottles that she had and takes them to the police and says, listen, these are bottles that we found. We believe this guy was urinating. Here's video footage of him rubbing his genitals all inside my water bottle. Please, please do something about this guy before I stab him to death. Please. The police question him. He immediately admits to it. He immediately admits to it. I mean, obviously, he's on video. 
Right? He's not going to be like, well, that's not me. Don't you listen to Dead Rabbit Radio? There's clones. There's clones everywhere. It's a clone. He admits to it. But here's the worst part. This is the part that you're like, maybe she should have just stabbed this dude to death. He gave her herpes. When he was rubbing his genitals all up inside her water bottle, she contracted herpes from that. And possibly other STDs. They're currently test. He has definitely has other STDs. They tested him. Now they're having to test Susan. They're having to test the other people at the doctor's office. They might have also been given herpes or another STD. And Lucio admitted this wasn't the only place he did this at. He was at a previous job for eight months and they never caught him. He would did this for eight months at another location, another unnamed location. Disgusting. That is so gross. And you know, for this guy, this was a fetish. We covered a long time ago. It might have been like episode 70. It was definitely in the double digits of Dead Rabbit Radio. One of my most infamous episodes called Wash Everything. And it was about guys who had... A, it was about a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> it was about a whole bunch of stuff. But one of them was guys who like to rub their her, quote-unquote herp juice on toys. So kids would little kids would get herpes. He was rubbing it on like teething rings. Yeah, it's... <laughs> to my remaining two listeners... To our remaining two listeners, listen to this episode. Oh, man, awful, right? It'd be bad enough to drink something. I would be mad if someone accidentally peed in a cup and then they washed it out. Well, they purposely peed in the cup, but then they washed it out and they accidentally put it where I could reach it. And I drank some soda out of it. I'd be mad. Not stab you in the belly mad, but I'd be pretty upset, right? But if someone was someone was purposely peeing in something that I was going to drink out and they gave it to me to drink, I'd be even more upset. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, country time lemonade. I remember my grandma used to make this glug, glug, glug. And then I got herpes. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst combination of things. It's awful. And really, you know, like he was doing it for some sort of he's a big old pervo. Oh, I guess I should say allegedly, right? There's been no trial yet, but. Allegedly, he's a big old pervo. He did admit to it, but big old pervo, he was getting off on this. You know he's going to get, may he'll probably get a couple years in prison. Maybe. Right? Maybe. Maybe he'll just get some probation and stuff like that, and then he'll be back out. <laughs> he's walking the streets of Houston, Texas right now. He's walking down the street, and he's, he sees all these signs saying, we're hiring. Looking for new employees. He's walking down the street. He's looking for he's looking for the business of the most dehydrated people. He's like, oh, look at a gym. They drink lots of water. Ooh, look at they sell salt lamps here. I bet you they're dehydrated from carrying around all their stock. Someday, he's someday I will work at all these places. I'll clone myself. I'll clone myself, just like Jason talks about. And there'll be a clone of Lucio at every workplace in Houston and soon the world. How can you trust people ever again? How would you ever... I guess they're suing somebody. <laughs> the employees are suing somebody. I don't know if they're suing the doctor's office. I don't know if they directly hired Lucio. I don't know if they're suing like a cleaning service that he worked for. They're suing somebody. But how could you ever feel safe 
That's so out of the ordinary. That's so... You would never expect that when you're reaching to get your water bottle... First off, you would never suspect that anyone had really ever even opened it, right? We're so trusting with this stuff. Secondly, you want to think, well... I might, I should, I should smell this extra good because it could smell like urine. Someone could have peed in it. But even if you did, even if you did have the neuroses, which I'm sure this podcast has caused a couple neuroses over past 900 and what, 74 episodes at this point. Even if you did smell your water bottle every day and you're like, oh, no urine today, but we'll we'll see what happens tomorrow. You're super loud at work. Yeah. You say that every time before you take a drink. Is there a urine in here? No, not today. <laughs> but you would never expect to get herpes from drinking out of your own water bottle. Like, that's insane. That's totally insane. And now that I'm thinking about it, this guy had multiple STDs. Who's he having sex with, too? Like, does he have his partners dressed up as water bottles? I don't know. I don't know what type of sickness this guy's into. But I'll tell you this. <laughs> I'm going to report on it. Next time he does something gross, I should put up a Google alert for this dude's name specifically for some other sicko thing that he might do. Watch this show. Let's say I retire in a couple years. I stop doing Dead Rabbit Radio. And then like in the year 2032, he does something else. I will revive the podcast. I will bring the podcast back just for one more episode. Be like, guys, I know it's been a couple years since you've heard my voice, but Lucio's at it again. Lucio is rubbing his genitals somewhere else. Mikey, let's go ahead and toss you the keys to the world-famous carpenter copter. We are leaving behind this unnamed doctor's office in Houston, Texas. Fly us all the way out to Farmville, Virginia. We're going to take a look at two different stories. Both of them are about infiltrators into a family. It's both really interesting stories. I I might honestly end up splitting this among two episodes, but I, I, I these are both fascinating. I think they work great as a pair. And this was originally posted online by someone going by the name LoserGal99. So here in my little detective work, I bet you she was born in the year. I bet you she was born in the year 1999, and she does not have a high opinion of herself. I'm just guessing, or she's a huge Beck fan. But loser gal 99, we're gonna go ahead and call her Jody. But this story is really the story of Jody's mom in Farmville, Virginia, which is a real place. I actually looked it up. I thought she was making at least that up. There's a family living there. There was a family living there. We don't have a timeline for this, but it's, you know, Jody's mom, right? So we're probably thinking this story takes place probably in the, well, she was born in 1999, possibly. So this story probably takes place in the 70s because her mom is much younger in the story, doesn't have a baby yet. This house that the family lives on sits on about 50 acres of property. It was formerly a slave plantation. Not something you want to put, not something you want to brag about your family owning. But anyways, Farmville, it's been it's been in our family for 200 years. You're like, oh, don't tell me that. Don't, please don't tell me that. Farmville, Virginia, <laughs> this family's living on this property. Used to be a slave plantation, it's about 50 acres. Jody's mom, we're just going to call her Meg. That's the name we're going to give her. She grew up in a not great environment. Slave plantation, notwithstanding. 
she grew up in a not great family unit. Her father was an alcoholic. That's almost one of the worst things that you can have in a family unit. It was one of one or both of the parents have some sort of substance abuse problem. But it was her father was an alcoholic, and it just everything was chaotic. Everything, almost everything, revolves around the person and their struggle with the this disease. So Meg just kind of learned to just stay out of his way, right? Keep a low profile, stay out of dad's way. When he's drunk, he's drunk. When he's sober, who knows what he's even like when he's sober, right? It's just such a, it's chaos. Well, one night her dad came home and he is acting super aloof. He just walks in, sits down in his chair and is quiet. Aloof is the term that's used. Like, he just is sitting there. And it's so unsettling to this family that it makes them more on edge. They've known what to expect when he's drunk. They know what to expect when he's sober. Now he's neither. It's super weird. They figured, oh, he must have just come home from the bar. Something might have happened at the bar, but he just walked in and sat down. But the next day, he was still in this state of mind he was still just weird he wasn't like he used to be which isn't necessarily a bad thing because who he used to be was kind of horrible but something was off they all knew something was off meg knew something was off her mom knew something was off what are you gonna do alcoholics have hair triggers so you're not gonna ask them about it you're kind of glad that he's not crazy anymore but it's just not right it just is weird well one this this went on for a period of time he was kind of in this weird mental state and meg's mom was out gathering some firewood and she found herself standing right next to her husband her husband of many years the father of her children she's standing next to her husband And it almost seems like since he got home from the bar, he was just sitting most of the time. But when Meg's mom was standing there gathering the firewood, she turns and she looks at her husband. They're standing right next to each other. She realizes he's a foot shorter than he used to be. This isn't her husband. This isn't the father of her children. Meg's mom comes home and says, don't talk to your father. Tells all of her kids, nobody talk to your father. And they didn't. The dad comes home and he sits back in that chair and he's still just acting aloof. He just is not himself. And his wife and his kids just avoided him as much as they could. Apparently a short time after the mother realized that this man was a foot shorter than he used to be. Not a foot shorter than the mom. That would have been pretty obvious once he walked in. Like, oh, that's weird. But a foot shorter than he used to be. And they just kind of stayed away from him. Shortly after that, the mom again was out gathering up some firewood and she found his old coat, the coat that he always wore, shredded to pieces in the middle of the woods. 
This is a really interesting story. This is a super interesting story. On the one hand, it 100% sounds like creepypasta. On the other hand, when you look at the posting history of LoserGal99, there's nothing else like this. It's regular posts overall. Just talking about random stuff. And then we see this pop up. And while Creepypasta can be poorly written, and I think most people would agree that most of it's poorly written, this story lacks a ton of the details that you normally see in Creepypasta. As in, <laughs> any detail whatsoever. Like, the entire post is pretty much what I just read to you. And actually, no. I had to go through her responding to comments to find out where she lived, to find out this other stuff that was going on. I had to dig through people, other people asking her questions. And you have to wonder, like, how long did this go on for? Did, <laughs> did this guy, did this foot shorter man walk her down the aisle when she got married? Was this a thing that lasted for years and years? Did he eventually leave? Is he still alive? Is he still a foot shorter? We don't know anything else. Details that I think are not only relevant, but highly interesting stuff. Is he still alive? It's an interesting story, though. It, it, it does click with what we know of shapeshifters, of doppelgangers, of, I hate to say it, but fey folklore. That's a huge thing in the fey compendium is changelings. So what happened to the original dad? I would like to know, like, did the dad eventually pass on when they went and found... Here's the thing. I would blow the entire story off if they went and they found the shredded jacket and then they went back to the house and the dad was, like, crawling out the back window when he turned around. He had elf ears and he's like, Ah-ah-ah! Never catch an elf on Tuesday! It's bad luck! And he ran away. One, because it's obviously made up, and two, because it involves fairies and I'm done with that. But... I always find it more interesting, or I shouldn't say that. Again, this story could totally be fake, but I do find stories more believable when the ending is just like, and then stuff just happened. Like, it just doesn't build to this gigantic climax. Now, I've been fooled before, right? I think we've all been fooled before, but it's an interesting story. I would like a little more details about, is, is this guy still alive? What they did after they found that the shredded coat... I would be, think about it, if you came home, if your husband, who was a raging alcoholic, came home one day and he wasn't an alcoholic anymore, you'd be like, well, that's good. But then you realize that he was a foot shorter than he used to be. You know for sure that it's not him. Would you still commingle with him? Because she didn't say, family, we have to leave. She said, don't interact with him. I wonder, like, did he still, like, go to work? He works at the factory, and he, they're like, hey, Barry, good job yesterday. Good job not being a drunk and pushing everyone into the heavy machinery. And he's just, like, pulling on levers. <laughs> he has his work hat pulled over. His little elf ears. They're like, Barry, your hearing sure has improved, but you've gotten a little shorter lately. And he's like, aye, laddie. And then, like, would you let this interloper just hang out in your house? Like, if he was just walking around your house eating your food and not contributing, I think you would try to get rid of him. But if you were a mom and you have this changeling in your house, you have this weird creature that's assumed the life of your alcoholic husband, you might say, well, as long as he goes to work... He goes to work and doesn't try to eat my children, doesn't try to steal their souls. I'm good. And then you figure, eventually, I wonder if she banged this thing. I wonder. 
This poor girl, she posted this story online, and now I'm questioning whether or not her mom had sex with a monster. At a certain point, you probably would, right? You're living with this shapeshifter in your house. You would you, you'd be a little curious how much shape could shift, right? You would be curious. You're like, can you look like John Wayne tonight? He's all, his bones are all breaking. His skin's all changing. And then she's having sex with John Wayne. And they're like, hey, mom, just a little question. <laughs> you told us not to talk to dad anymore. But one, I realize you and dad are spending a lot of time in the bedroom alone. And then two, why is my dad all of a sudden John Wayne? Why is my dad it's John Wayne? He went to work the other day and he had to sign a bunch of autographs. At a certain point, I think you would just cut your losses. And really, your gains at this point, your husband's a shapeshifter. He wasn't that great of a guy. Well, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say he wasn't that great of a guy to begin with. He wasn't that great of a father. He was in the grip of a horrible disease, alcoholism. But now you got a shapeshifter. You're living with a shapeshifter. I think eventually you would just make the best that you could. Like, sure, he probably did horribly maul your husband in the woods and shred his jacket. But he came home and he wasn't a violent weirdo. He was just a weirdo. He was just some shape-shifting creature walking around. So I think you would say, Welcome. Welcome into my house, changeling monster. Just stay away from my kids and earn a good living. And who knows? Who knows? Maybe this can last a long time. I don't know. That's what I would do. That's what I would do, right? I would just kind of make the best of it. Now, I don't think... I The, the second story is way more involved than this one. And I w- wanted to do them as a pair. But the second story is way more in-depth. And it's honestly a lot more terrifying as well. We're going to save that one for tomorrow. That one's a really creepy story about a family in Pakistan who the setup is kind of the same, but we get a ton of details with that one. And again, the person who posted it, you look at their posting history, their relationship advice and just normal stuff. And that's why I love these stories that just out of nowhere, someone goes, hey, you know what? I recently was talking to my family in Pakistan and I want to tell you this story. It's creepy. It's the same setup. Someone leaves the house. Someone. This person is beloved in the family. It's a beloved cousin who leaves the house one night to hang out with some friends. And on her way back, a rainstorm erupts. And she hides underneath a tree for shelter. But what comes back home is not the cousin. It's a terrifying story that goes on for months and months and months and shows the true power of the darkness that surrounds us at all times. On just an ordinary night, a young girl walking home gets replaced with a demon. We'll talk about that one tomorrow. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be your email address. You can also hit us up on Facebook.com slash DeadRabbitRadio. TikTok is at DeadRabbitRadio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one, guys. Bye.